seven pitch. Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. It is Bedlam at the bank. Swung on, hit it, crossed, and the Phillies are going to lead it. Four to nothing. Now Harper sends one in the air, way back to right center. Phillies fans, welcome back to the Bell Ringers podcast. We got your host Colin Daly, Ben Goldstein. And we're probably all, this is probably going to be our second to last regular season podcast. We have just thirteen games to go. Thank God. And while that's a sad thing, the season's coming to an end. Thank goodness. The exciting part of the year is in our near future. What are your thoughts on that, Ben? Uh, I'm I'm done with the regular season. I hate the month of September for the Phillies. They play terrible. But what I don't love, but what I do love, is the Bell Ringers podcast, episode thirty-seven. Thirty-seven of the Bell Ringers podcast. We will reach. I swear, you make up new numbers every time. It's true. It's true. This is episode number thirty-seven. We'll reach forty in the playoffs. How about that? Um, thank you for joining us. This is brought to you by Seat Geek. Use code Philly Sports Sport at Seeky. Save $20 off your first purchase. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. If you're watch, if you're listening on podcast apps like Spotify, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, whatever. Uh, Odyssey. I saw one on Odyssey. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, what, so what's it called? Odyssey. It's what WIPs. If oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard of that before. Yeah, so go uh, go rate us and yeah. follow us there. Um, Very exciting stuff. Anyway, uh, Red October is right around the corner, and things are looking shaky. Yeah, where's your biggest concern right now? I feel like you could pretty much put it anywhere. Um, I'm not too concerned with the offensive side of the baseball. What's really killing me right now is that bullpen. Uh, these guys that need to be pitching effectively, Jose Alvarado, Craig Kimbrell, Samantha Dominguez, have been giving up, have not had, have had terrible innings. They've had terrible outings. Samantha Dominguez has given up the game tying or winning home run in his last, I think it was like four, three out of his last it's four appearances, something like that. It's Jose Alvarado can't find the zone. Craig Kimbrell has is looking like last year's Craig Kimbrell again. It's just, a, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess, but Jeff Hoffman looks great. So, shout out to Hoffman, man. He has been solid all there. I feel like there might have been a, a a short stretch just a couple weeks ago where Hoffman struggled a little bit, but outside of that, he has been incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the most underrated players in the game uh, this year, especially on the pitching side. And I saw a couple weeks ago, did you know, Ben, he's top 10 in baseball among relievers in a stat called, um, it's, what's it called? I always get this one. I think it's called Stuff Plus. Stuff it's, it's just a measurement plus. of the stuff, of like the quote-unquote stuff that a pitcher has. And really, the best pitchers, in my opinion, are the ones that have the best stuff. I mean, velocity is important, but I think eventually guys are going to be adapted to, to hit that high velocity. And, um, but... There are some pitches when you have really good stuff that are unhittable. I mean, you go on Pitching Ninja, right? And 
Sure, there are some well-located fastballs on there, but a good hitter can get their bat to those. There are some pitches that start on the inside corner and end up bouncing on the outside part of the plate because of how much they have that right-handed movement. You can't hit that. You, you can't. So those are the pitchers that I think usually have the most success. And seeing that from Hoffman's definitely a huge, huge sign. Yeah. Um, it's just I the Hoffman love is great, but I it's like it's concerning how this bullpen has not been able like the offense in the postseason might have to score ten runs a game to to for the bullpen not to blow it. Um. The um even the starting pitching Nola had a Nola was terrible in St. Louis Ranger looked really good uh the Michael they're piggybacking Lorenzen and Sanchez we'll get into that a little later um Zach Wheeler Zach Wheeler um but uh Chris Christopher Sanchez wasn't great in his last outing it's just like there's a lot of concerns with the guys that throw the ball um that's really troubling me and. Some of Rob Thompson's lineups have not been the best looking lineups with guys that should be playing that aren't. Um, I I don't get why Brandon Marsh is never in the lineup. I don't get why Johan Rojas is like in and out every night. It's just like there's something like Christian Pache. I don't know why he plays every day. Um, but we can get into that a little later. The Phillies. I think that in his last start, Christopher Sanchez. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Phillies are seven and nine in September. Thirteen games to go. I think that Pache has pitched much better than his than or sorry. I say I think Pache has pitched. I yeah. think Sanchez has pitched much better than his line shows, uh, especially in that last outing. I, I think he went seven innings, right? Or did he, and he start started the eighth? Um, Sanchez. I why can't I remember that? that? For your five guy, anything more than six innings is 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 huge, right? Because in my eyes, the point of a five-man is a guy who can save your bullpen a little bit. So I look at a guy on the Royals like Jordan Lyles, right? Lyles is atop the league in complete games, but he has an ERA in the sixes. He's able to, you know, get quick outs. He doesn't get, you know, he, he's going to allow some singles, some home runs, some hard-hit balls, but he's able to get outs. He's able to go deep into games, and he's still semi-effective. I guess I shouldn't say semi-effective if it's if his he saves the bullpen for the Royals so that when they are in a game that's competitive, they have guys available, ready, and healthy. If Sanchez can do that kind of stuff, that's huge for his team. But I do feel like he's evolved beyond that role a little bit, where I kind of expect more out of him. Right? If this was three months ago, if Christopher Sanchez lasted eight innings or pitched into eight innings, everyone would be ecstatic about that. But we, he's been good, and we've come to expect more out of him. But if anything, I think that should just tell us that he is a guy that we can rely on more now, and he's had a great deal of success this season. Yeah, I mean, Sanchez has really opened up my eyes, at least. Um, he's been, yeah, he's been more, he's been maybe the best, most consistent pitcher this season for the Phillies, which is really saying a lot when you have Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler on the team, and Major Suarez. But I want to talk about something with Sanchez is how they're piggybacking him and Lorenzen um Tuesday night. Um and then they're gonna throw Lorenzen in the bullpen for the playoffs. He has experience there. Um how do you feel about their decision on uh their bullpen pitching? 
Um, I, th- I think I'm, I think I'm good with that. Yeah. Lorenzen has experience in the bullpen. Like you mentioned, Sanchez has, I think been the better pitcher over the last, you know, month. And honestly, I think his first two starts to Philly, Michael Lorenzen, those were outliers. Um, I think he's more of a bulk, re- bulk relief guy. I don't even know if he really has his stuff to be a back-end reliever in the postseason. I don't think, actually, I'm not even saying I don't think, I know that m- some of the rotation will not make the postseason roster. I mean, think about it. You cannot justifiably put Taiwan Walker in the bullpen with how bad his first innings have been. Yeah. It did it, it you can give me metrics. You can say that his his um his velocity is gonna increase. You could tell me that since he knows he only has pitched one inning. No, it's irrational. It can't happen. Um and let's just say we know Nolan Wheeler are starting, so that leaves us with who? Swell Walker is in well, no, I said you can't start Walker. So that leaves us Suarez, Sanchez, and Lorenzen. Lorenzen's been the worst pitcher on the Phillies for the last month. I don't know if you can really start him. Ranger Suarez is probably my three. Christopher Sanchez, honestly, if they make it to a uh, a best of seven series, so your championship series or the World Series, Christopher Sanchez is getting that fourth start. Oh, yeah. He's I don't care if Taiwan Walker is making – I really don't see a, a roster spot for him. Mm. Like, and I know – here's the thing. Ultimately, he's probably going to be on the roster as the bulk guy. Well, he's, he's going to be in the rotation. Taiwan Walker is – you can't say Taiwan Walker is not going to be on the postseason roster because they gave him so much money this postseason that John Middleton is not going to let that happen. He will be on the postseason roster, whether that is in the bullpen – Whereas a starting pitcher, where I think he might be a starting pitcher, um, we'll see what happens with that. But he will definitely be on the on the uh, postseason last. Is that right, though? Do you think he should be on the postseason roster? I mean, you got to, you got to. Do you though? So you think Christopher Sanchez, who has been by far the better pitcher? Does not deserve to have that spot because he's making less well, money. Well, I think. Well, the, I don't know if it's a total money thing, but I think they will both be on the roster. Uh, I think, I, I think they both are going to. I think they're both going to be on the roster. I think every starting every guy, all the six guys in that rotation right now, will have a postseason roster spot. Wheeler, Nola, uh, Sanchez, Ranger, Lorenzen. And uh, what's his face? Walker. I don't. I I think Lorenzen would be maybe the one guy that they don't give the roster spot to. Um, maybe in the wild card round. But I, Talon Walker will definitely have a roster spot. Interesting. If not, I'd be I'd be surprised if he didn't. I wouldn't be upset, but I'd be surprised. <sighs> yeah, it, it is a really tricky situation, and. I'm going to go back to the whole starting pitching thing just a second here. I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but my biggest red flag with this Phillies team compared to last year is the starting pitching. Did it get – and the the weird thing is, yeah, the starting pitching this year is probably better, almost definitely better than it is last year, right? 
we had Syndergaard starting games. We had Falter starting games. My God, I forgot about Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard. I gotta say something about Noah Syndergaard though. When the Phillies needed him to be good in the playoffs, he was good. NLDS game four, he went out there and threw four shutout innings. Four shutout innings against against the Atlanta Braves. He, he did exactly what they needed to do, and he was good at his role. You're right. You know, he didn't come out here and pitch seven innings. No, Not he, he never really even eclipsed five or six. They need. They that really only in the regular season, but he had. They really he wasn't only, dominant yeah. either. But he, he went out there and did his job. He they, found a way to get outs. He only really needed to do four innings, and even in the World Series in game, what was it? Five. Five. He pitches. Noah pitched the no hitter, so he was in the powder blues. He was. He was decent then too. I didn't have a problem with him that game either. I think he was good in every single start that he made. Oh yeah, this series terrible. They got DFA'd like three times. Oh, um, went from the Dodgers to the Guardians, and now he's a nobody. I think it's too bad for him. Anyway, um, what I was saying is last year's team had a deep, deep pitching rotation. I knew what I was going to get out of Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola, and Ranger Suarez. I knew Suarez was going to give me six or seven innings and probably two or three runs. I knew that Aaron Nola was going to give me six or seven innings, one or two runs, and I knew that Zach Wheeler was going to give me six or seven innings, zero to two runs. This I got year, no clue. I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, Wheeler, I have the most confidence in by far, I'd say. For some reason... He cannot pitch to the Nationals. I saw a thing on there the other day that if he, if he, like, if you exclude his starts against the Nationals, his numbers are pretty similar or almost identical to what they were last year. I'm not really sure how to interpret that because well, the Nationals are a baseball team that you have to play. Well, I don't good, know. The good thing is the Phillies will not have to deal with the Washington Nationals for the rest of 2020. So. Well, it means something. Like, like, what is his issue with the Nationals? Do they, do they, maybe he's just he's respecting the capital of the United States of America by pitching bad. Well, you know what? If that was the case, he should be playing for the Harrisburg Senators. That's the capital. <laughs> Anyhow, he's also been rivals with the uh, Washington Nationals for his entire major league career. Are the Phillies really rivals with the Nationals? Oh, you're going to get me started on this conversation? Are they? Like, do we hate the Nationals? No. All right. So I here, don't hate here, the Nationals. Here's my thing. What teams... What teams would you consider us rivals with? The Braves and the Mets, I would consider our top two rivals. So, why? Why are they rivals? What makes them rivals? Well, the Mets are New York. It's always been Phillies Mets. And the Braves, with their success the last few years and us beating up with them in our couple, uh, we met up with them in 1993 in the playoffs, beat them. And in 2022, we beat them in the NLDS. They've met up with them a few times. They're always bashing for the last few years for that top spot in the NL East. And they, they always, they're always battles, too, between the Braves and, uh, and the Phillies. And we hate the chop. Which adds to the hate factor. And they're really good. What about the Mets? Well, the Phillies and Mets have all... It's New York. 
the Phillies and Mets okay. have always been like you know. So all of a sudden, let's say let's let's say that that twenty years from now, right? The, the Mets and the Braves are rebuilding. They're they're both terrible. The Marlins are in second place or are in third place in the division, right behind the Phillies' tails, who are in second place. And then there's the Washington Nationals with a commanding ten game lead over the NL East. They beat us in the postseason the previous year, and we have struggled against them for the entirety of the regular season. Would you say that the Nationals are a rival then? Well, I think rivalries can change. Like oh, right now, no, they don't. yeah, they rivalries can. Don't you fluctuate. can you can build like you have your constant rivalries. Like the Eagles' constant rivalries are the Cowboys and the Giants. Now. You can add the 49ers into that list because of their fans the last year in the National NFC Championship game. You can see with the Vikings, too. We hate the Vikings because their fans came into Philadelphia, went on the Rocky Steps, did the Skull Chant, and then got their Tuchus rocked in the NFC Championship game. That's a new That's rivalry. That's supposed to be a pun. That's supposed true. to be a pun. No, it's true, though. They, now, a that's a new built rivalry that we always play the Vikings on primetime and we kill them and we hate Vikings fans. They hate us. It's a rivalry. Um, and now with the 49ers, when they come here... I just cut out. I feel like what you just said. You got any device near you right now? Uh, I have a computer. Go on Bell Ringers. Put out a poll. Do rivalries fluctuate? Or are they a constant? Just curious. Uh, podcast debate. Oh, nothing just typed. All right, here we go. Podcast debate. Can rivalries... What was that word you used? Fluctuate? Or are they constants? Anyway, while Ben is doing that to get us some answers... If you are considering going to a Philly sports game, a concert, or any ticketed event now, later, in a future lifetime, make sure you check out SeatGeek. It is a very, very easy way to get the best quality tickets for the event you're planning to attend. In checkout, make sure that once you've made your account, you use code Philly Sports Report. We're going to hold that S, Ben, right? We're holding the S, Philly yes. Sports Report. Report. I'm going to stress that. And uh, you will get $20 off your first, is that right, $20 off? Yeah. Your first order using SeatGeek. Make sure you keep that in mind. Today's episode is brought to you by, yep, you guessed it, SeatGeek. Woohoo. Yeah. All right, the poll's out. I'll win. You're not going to win. I'm going to win. <laughs> You're not going to win. I'm going to win. I'm winning this poll. Uh, anyway. Well, excuse me, folks. We're going to take a quick TV timeout so I can go vote. All right, after Ben struggled to get up the, uh, what what, what, what do we call those things? I don't the even know. Poll? The poll? Polls, that's right. The poll, unfortunately, he's already winning. Woo! Probably because he went onto the Philly Sports Sports account and voted on there. Uh, Actually, I can check that right now. It might or might not be true. Should we find out? I don't know. Should we? Yeah, you don't want to give me power. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so you need to. So you first of all, you need to send out a poll to all of the writers, and have us give input, and then. No, I'm kidding. It's okay. Uh, 
You know what? I I don't need the help, guys. I'm still gonna win this. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Welcome back to you with the answer on episode number thirty-eight. Whenever we do it. Um. Anyway, where were we? Um. Talking about the baseball, not rivalries. Yeah, we were kind of a. Uh, you're kind of at the end of our. Uh, at the end of our. What do you want to call that? End of our, our, our uh, God, I'm having a. Let's look at the here. let's look at the wild card standings. We right? can do peppers soon too. I have trivia questions for you. You have trivia questions for me. All right, um, let's look at the yeah. uh the wild card standings right now, as we sit here on September 18th at 4:10 p.m. The Phillies have a three and a half game lead on the top wild card spot. And their magic number is nine. The greatest Philly to ever wear the number nine. Second baseman Manny Trio. Colin seems to agree with that statement. Um, I'm looking second, at my. I'm reading my trivia questions right now. In second place right now with a half game lead is Colin's Arizona Diamondbacks, who have a negative. They have a negative run differential. Um, and the second, that's interesting. Uh, and then tied for third is the Chicago Cubs and the Miami Marlins, who are not a Phillies rival. Um, actually they are, they're not a crazy rival, but they're there. Uh, and then in fourth place, one spot out, they're a half game back is the Cincinnati Reds. So we have madness at the bottom um, of the wild card standings. It's wild down there. While the Phillies are sitting comfortably three and a half games above everybody, hoping for a Diamondbacks loss to the Giants and for the Phillies to hopefully get some wins in Atlanta, make that magic number shrink, and hopefully clinch at home this weekend against the New York Mets. How exciting would that be to clinch against Ben's rival? Yep, I I hate that. I, I we have a lot of experience. Uh, a lot of bad experience against the Mets. Like a lot of history down going with um with the Mets. Well, I think it's some of the experiences we've had at the stadiums too. I know. Well, it's more Mets. of their fans that we have problems with. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And the team yeah. is the yeah. the Mets are the most aggravating team because they're the Mets. Um, but that would be great. I will be there on Sunday, Fan Appreciation Day. We, my dad and I have gone to Fan Appreciation Day every single year since Ryan Howard's last game as a Philly in 2016. Um, so, yeah. It's a little tr- tradition that we do. Anyway, um, so the Diamondbacks are the new teams the Phillies need to monitor, including the Cubs and the Marlins. Um, the Diamondbacks are going to San Francisco. Uh, they have... What a three game series in San Francisco? Am I correct about this? Or no, it's at home. Three games or two game series at home against the Diamondbacks. And then this weekend they head to New York to face the Yankees. How about that? Hmm. So the Diamondbacks play relatively not 
not great teams. And then they head to Chicago and face the White Sox. And then to end their season, they're home against the Astros, who probably won't really be caring at that point. So the Diamondbacks have a very easy end to their season. So they just need to lose some games. The Phillies need to win games, bottom line. The Phillies need to win games. And it's not going to be the easiest to do that against the Braves this week. Because the Braves are really good. All right, are you ready for your... uh... I have a list of questions here. I'm trying to figure out which ones I want to do. I'll do that one. How many questions are you giving me? Three. Three? Three. Trace. Trace. Are they difficult? Are they different? One is multiple choice. Multiple choice. Let's hear it. You sure you're ready? I'm so ready. Actually, there's four. Sorry. Nick Castellano. Right. Yo, I'm looking at the schedule magnet. Nick Castellano's on the magnet. He won't be on there next year. Not Trey Turner. Well, he stinks. Trey Turner stinks. No, Turner's been pretty good. Trey Turner's, been, Trey Turner's been really good. And it's only from fans 15 and older. That's stupid. Did All I right. tell you that I, um, so I, I got, I don't think we've actually had a pod since this. We have I not podded got... since, we have not podcasted since August 13th, August 31st. Right. So it's been about two weeks. And when I went to the game, it was for ages 15 or older, sorry, 14 and under, I did indeed get my hands on oh, a new friend. A new friend. What in the world is that? It's the Bryce Harper Funko Pop. That's a, that's a Funko Pop? It's a funky looking one. That, uh, I thought Funko Pops have big heads. I yeah, got one. they do, but this one apparently... Well, this is sponsored by Philadelphia Water Ice, but it says it's not Funko f- Gold. All right, so it's a knockoff Funko Pop. Well, it's spelled Funko with a K, like the same as they spell Funko. So I don't know what it is, but all I know is it's cool. Did so they it's win? Sit on my shoulder for the rest of the podcast. Did they win the game? Yes. All right, then that's all that matters. It was that uh, home series against the Cardinals. And they won. Uh, it was one of the games where Kimball came in and scared everyone. Uh, that's been a lot of those. But they won. Are All you right. ready for your questions? What, what are my questions? Oh my God, his arms move. Oh my goodness. I just learned. All right. So when I would like to say something during the podcast, I'm just going to put Bryce Harper's arm up, okay? <laughs> okay. And he's raising his hand. I'll, I know you can't see. Oh, you can see him. Perfect. Yeah, audio only listeners can't. So audio only, it's like a Bryce Harper figurine on a little stand. And it's supposed to be a Funko Pop, but it just looks like a little figurine. Um, it's He's not quite really... handsome on here. I, I can't lie. <laughs> All right, give me my questions. We're, we're shaking hands, too. Okay, anyway. Uh, question one, what was the Philadelphia Phillies home ballpark before they moved into Veterans Stadium? Shoot. What was it called? Was it Connie Mac Stadium? 
How many regular seasons home runs did the 2022 Phillies hit? 112, 130, 205, or 90? Well, it's certainly not 90 or 205. What were the other two? 112 and 130. 130. Richie Ashburn was an outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies from 1948 to 1959. What was Ashburn's nickname? Whitey. Who set a record for most stolen bases in one season at a Phillies? As a Philly, hint, this player was a one-time Phillies coach. Juan Samuel? Let's go back to the beginning. Oh, I feel good about that, Pepper. I feel good. What was the Philadelphia home ballpark they moved into Jordan Stadium? You said Connie Mack Stadium. And survey said Connie Mack. Let's go. Number two. How many regular season home runs did the 2022 Phillies hit? The answer choices were 112, 130, 205, and 90. You said it was not 90, which obviously I agree with. You said it was 130, but it was actually 205. Really? They hit over 200 home runs last year? They did. Then how many home runs do they have this year? I don't know that. Definitely they didn't have it come to the beginning of the season, though. Yeah, but August they hit almost 60. It's true, but when you think about seasons like six months, I'll be 360 if they kept that pace. Where'd you get anyway, 90 from? Could've I didn't make, make a, these questions. You could have made that a little more competitive. You didn't get it right. You don't need it any more competitive. All right, whatever. But 90's Richie Ashburn was an outfielder for the Philadelphia Phillies from 1948 the to The correct answer is Whitey. What was Ashburn's nickname? You said Whitey. The correct answer was Whitey. Finally, who set a record for the most stolen bases in one season as a Philly? Your answer was Juan Samuel. The correct answer was Juan Samuel. Let's go. Do we have the season? 1984, he had 72 stolen bases. Wow, okay. Safe to say no one on the Phillies will eclipse that. I think there are only two guys who have eclipsed half of that this season. Well, watch Trey Turner Around next season. Watch Trey Turner next oh, season. Oh, wait a minute. Now, my math is bad. No one has 36 in the Phillies game today. That's half 72? No. No. I, I don't think, think so. I know I Trey Turner has – Trey Turner broke a record actually this season for the most stolen bases without did, getting no caught. No one's talking about 26 consecutive stolen bases without getting caught. Um, Pretty impressive. Yes, yeah, so the most of the team is 29, and um, that title belongs to uh, Bryson Stott. Okay. 29 stolen bases. 27 is Turner. And there's a pretty big gap, 14, for Real Muto. And then you're going to laugh at this one. At number four, literally my man has been on base like barely 40 times. Who do you think it is? Is it uh, Rojas? Yeah. 12 stolen bases in 49 games. Well, he's very fast. This is true. Uh, Let's see. We've got Castellanos has 10. That's shocking. Uh, Harper has nine. Having not played a ton of games, that seems to make sense. 
Marsh, nine. I feel like you could have more, but maybe not. And then some slower guys toward the bottom. Surprise Stubbs only has one. Stubbs only has one? I thought he'd have like two, three, maybe four. Interesting. Um, uh, Sutton didn't have one stolen base in 139 at bats for the Phillies. Shall we look Our, at shall we look Wilder at the none. Shall we look at the road ahead? Let's do that. I need to go do some chemistry homework. Chemistry, how exciting. All right, so the Phillies have yeah. I will, will podcast again on the twenty fifth the Eagles play. Do you want to do Sunday night? Should work. Okay. Uh, so we will podcast again on the 24th. It'll probably be out the 25th. Uh, I'm not I'm not confirming that, but I'm just trying to kind of just saying that. All right, so the Phillies have uh, at least filled week. They're in Atlanta for three. I like that. And then four, and then for four, they host the New York Mets for the final weekend home series of the 2023 regular season. Thursday night at the bank, Colin, is band night. Band night. Uh, The 22nd, the Friday, is Toyota Scott Rowland Wall of Fame salute. Boo! Scott Rowland stinks. We don't like him. Uh, The 23rd is a 4 o'clock game. Then the 24th, the Sunday, is a 1 o'clock fan appreciation day. So is it like Phillies band night, as in like P H I L L I E S apostrophe? Like it is the Philadelphia Phillies band night at their stadium, no. or is it a Phillies band? Phillies like band one like noun. Phillies band night. It's probably okay. band. It's just the ba- like high school bands from around the area come and probably play okay. pregame. All right, Rob, that's what I'm I thought it was like Taylor Swift singing a song about the Phillies or something. No, 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 no. Fun no, fact: no, We're just no, talking no. about chemistry. So I probably shouldn't disclose this on like the onlines, but my chemistry my chemistry teacher saw Harry Styles yesterday. What do you mean? Not at a concert, at a restaurant. Oh. Huh. He's a waiter. Harry Styles is Harry Styles is a waiter. Or your teacher's a waiter. No, no, no. My, my teacher is a waiter. What um, rest what restaurant? I don't know. It's he says it's a fancy country club in Philadelphia. So oh, sounds about right. If anyone is able to go and figure out a fancy country club where Harry Styles ate over the weekend, um, and then figure out of their staff who teaches chemistry, you can probably figure out a lot about me. Um, I advise you don't do that. Yeah, don't. Please. All right. Yeah, that was um, super random. Go ahead. All right. So we have uh seven games this week. What is our record prediction? We'll start with the Braves series. What do you think the Phillies? Are gonna, what do you think the Phillies are gonna do? Uh, they're gonna go against the Braves. Uh, what, what do you think the Phillies win the series against the Braves? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Will they get swept? No. Okay. Swept. So they're gonna they're gonna lose two or three. They're gonna go three and four. Oof. Actually, no, no, no. All right, so the Phillies are winning the Four series Braves. against the the Phillies are winning the series against the Braves. Hot take: the Braves played terrible in Miami. The Phillies are hungrier than the Braves right now because the Braves see the Braves don't aren't playing for anything anymore. So the Phillies are going to win two of three against the Braves, oh, and then the Mets they are taking three of four. Oh, They're taking my. three of four against the oh, Mets. Oh my lord! And the Phillies. 
are clinching the playoffs at home against the Mets on Sunday afternoon. And we're going to celebrate, and it's going to be a great time. So, yeah. I have the you Phillies know, going. You know what is that? What is that? That's two, or that's one, two, three, four, five and two. I have the Phillies going next week. Do you know the Phillies are three and seven in their last 10 games against NL East opponents? Did you know that I don't care and that the Phillies are going to win the World Series? I'm just letting you know. Well, it's that, um, that is subject to change. I'll tell you, I really want 90 wins. I really, really want 90 wins. It's possible. They need to go, I think, 9-4. and four. Is that correct? Well, well, how many wins do they have now? 81. So they need 9 wins. Yeah, it ain't going to happen. And they play 3 against the Braves, 4 against the Mets, 3 against Pittsburgh, and then 3 against the Mets. If they don't eclipse their total from last year, then, then I count it to be a disappointing regular season. Well, it was 88 last year. So if they're winning five this week, eighty six, they I better they won eighty seven. No, they won eighty seven last year. Oh, eighty seven, right? eighty eight. Yeah, eighty seven, not eighty eight. Right, the Braves won eighty. Well, hold on, I don't want to clip it if I won. I want to get in the nineties. They're in eighty last year, in the nineties this year. That's how I roll. All right, sure. Um, I think they if they don't clinch against the Mets, they'll they they'll sweep the Pirates. And then they, I don't know, they got to clinch the playoffs. And then clinch the top wild card spot. So, really, they need to also sweep the Pirates at home and then win that series against the Mets if they want to clinch that top spot, probably. So, don't call it quits after clinching the top spot. You still want that home field advantage in the first round. Um. So, they so if they win five and then three. They'll get above 87, and then they need at least two against the Mets to reach 90. So it's very possible that that happens. It's also very possible it doesn't happen. Watch them get 89 and make you angry. I mean, I wouldn't actually be too mad at 89. That's how many games the uh, Padres won last season. So being better, being the same as the 2022 Padres, fate's probably not great there, but. Padres are a team that they just annoy me. Someone about them I don't like. And then this doesn't have anything to do with the whole that's what's in. That's I, what's Padres, in. For some reason, I have this vivid memory. Probably 2016 or 17. Phillies were playing the Padres, and it was late in late in the game, and I thought they were going to blow it. And Jabari Blash oh grounded God. into a triple play, a former Padres infielder. Oh, I remember that game. The Franco... It was five four three triple play. Yeah. I don't know. It was insane. No, it was a five then, four three triple then, play. And then a little like a year later, less than a year later, we had the Hoskins shoestring. I think it was like a seven four three double play. Mm-hmm. Triple, triple play. play. And I don't think you've turned one since. Nope. Triple play's overrated. Yeah, I agree. I mean they're really cool, did. but they're not like like a no hitter is game changing. Triple play, you can be down seven runs in turn a triple play. Yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. And it's also not like, I mean, you could say the same thing about like an immaculate inning, right? Well, it's more unlikely because if you're down by seven runs, you're probably not going to have a pitcher in of it's the caliber of being able to throw an immaculate inning. Um, 
But that's also more of like an individual thing. Like you're not going to go run up to the third baseman and say, congratulations on the triple play. You filled the ground ball and touched a base. Like, you know, good for you. But when it's something that's like an immaculate inning, I think it's more skill-based. And a no-hitter. If you lose no-hitter, that's just another level of pathetic. Rockies almost did that a few days ago. And it was yeah. a former Philly, too, Chase Anderson. <laughs> Seven no-hit innings, they were down by one because he walked five guys. Now, I do know that the Rockies blew the, new, blew the no-hitter in the eighth. I don't know whether or not they won. So, I don't, I don't know. know. All right, I think... That's a wrap. Yeah, do we have anything else we need to talk about? Trey Turner's really good. I don't think so. This is uh, Bryce Harper's going to wave goodbye to us now, and then we're going to put him back in his box that I might have accidentally ripped. Oh, no. You can't sell that anymore. Sure, I can. That's the whole point of some of these giveaways is just to resell them for a lot of money. Well, yeah, that's in, like, years. There's a good chance I'm going to lose this thing by next week. (laughs) Shocking it's made it this long. My good. All right, uh, that's going to do it from us. Thank you for watching and listening to Bellwinger's episode number 37. Um, the Phillies are very close to clinching the playoffs. We will have a podcast when they do. Also, Phillies postseason, Red October's right around the corner. Phillies pregame shows are back for the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, right now, they're just going to be streamed on YouTube, but it's possible they will also be on Facebook and Twitter. So we'll update you when we have updates. And also, for select games, there will be a post-game show. How exciting. Um, That will also be on Phillies. It will also be on YouTube and all the other social medias. We'll update you when we get closer. But if you made it all the way now, you have to make sure you're checking out our Eagles content as that season begins. Yes. And the Sixers will be getting underway sooner than later as Boo. well. And the Flyers. Don't forget the Flyers. Um, I'm actually – I probably haven't been this excited for a 76ers season in a while just because of the James Harden situation. I'm just not excited at all. I want to see – I'm not – He has no injury that he can hide. His public dismay is clear. Or his public-private dismay, I guess is how it's about. All right. Anyway, that um, is a separate conversation for a separate day. So, yeah, stay tuned for more announcements on them. We will see you after the Mets series. The Phillies clinch a playoff spot. Maybe we'll do something else. We'll see what Maybe. happens. We'll see. Thank you Thanks for watching and listening. listening. Go, out, go follow us everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, or X, whatever it's called. Instagram, threads. Uh, yeah. Rate us on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Odyssey. Uh, what else are we on? I think that's it. Uh, there's more, definitely. Uh, go use Seeky Code. Thank you for Seeky for sponsoring. We'll see you next time. See ya.